Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back for another week of Concierge Confidential. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, as you can tell, I have a little bit of a raspiness in my voice. We have a little bit of allergy season here in Las Vegas, but I definitely did not want to miss a pod just because everybody's been listening and really, really enjoy talking to you guys about you know this wonderful city. So um, I did was sort of at a loss for thought if you will this week in figuring out what topic we're going to cover and uh, my friend Dakota actually came up with this idea that he said well you should do an episode on how hotels are designed and I said that's actually a really fantastic idea because I know that's been covered in you know a couple tv shows and that kind of thing but I thought it'd be fun to sort of cover it on this particular podcast as well um, and also from personal experience and also giving sort of real world sort of um, usage of this particular information. So this is the Secrets of Casinos Revealed Architecture Division um, or Architecture Episode. So I really wanted to dive into why these casinos are built the way they are and what came up with this idea. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. I'll be going through all of these and hopefully it's helpful for you going into the future visiting Las Vegas. We don't have as many recommendations for this particular episode, but I think it's going to be a really fun one to hear and listen to why we came up with all of these ideas for our wonderful casinos in Las Vegas. So let's jump into the episode and uh, here we go. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coding servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody. So we're going to be jumping in really from the start. So uh, Las Vegas really started building casinos in the 30s and 40s, which I know I don't want to bore you guys with all of the history. But really, the Flamingo, which opened in 1946, um, was 45 or 46. I have to check from my friend Ryan because he's going to check me on it. But uh, that hotel really started off the revolution of a lot of the modern day things that you see in casinos. So um, this, that particular hotel was built to have blackjack tables, for example, that had pads on the rails. And that was because it was built, you know, des are designed by a gambler. And he, and that's not Bugsy Siegel for those of you asking. That's always the question is, flo fl the Flamingo was opened by Bugsy Siegel. It was not. Um, he was part of it, but he was not the one with the original design. The Flamingo Hotel was designed by Billy Wilkerson, who owned the Hollywood Reporter back in Los Angeles and then came to Las Vegas. He was known as a, you know, sort of a degenerate gambler at that point. And the thing was, was that he designed a lot of things in these hotels that 
we now use the sort of the standard, but was sort of revolutionary back in the day. So for example, like the pads on the blackjack tables, he would all, you would only know that if you were somebody who sat at a blackjack table all day long and didn't know where to put your elbows. And that would be, you know, something comfortable like a pad on the corner of the blackjack table. So that was one of the first things that sort of was implemented as sort of modern day. Um, other things like the craps tables, and all those good things. So um, again, I don't want to jump too far into the history portion because I can know it can get very, very wordy and very, very, you know, deep. But sort of diving into sort of the newer aspects of casinos. So one of the things that people always ask about is do we pump oxygen into the casinos? The answer to that question is no. If we pumped oxygen into casinos, we would honestly not have that casino for very, very long. Because if we pumped in that level of oxygen into our hotels, uh, we would have explosions. Because obviously, if you pump a lot of oxygen into a very confined space and then you light a match, if you do it you know, with enough oxygen it would probably blow up the casino. So we don't want that to happen. So we do not pump oxygen into our casinos, even though that might be what you've heard in the past. But we do pump in our own custom scents into our casinos. Reason being is a couple of reasons why is that they actually are supposed to activate a lot of the endorphins in your body that make you excited, make you uh, happy, uh, make you feel good. And it also is an important thing to sort of cover up other scents that we may not like. Like, I don't know, like body odor in the summer when it gets really, really hot. We also cover up any, you know, bad, bad smells like smoke and tobacco and that kind of thing. Cigar smoke, which nothing can get rid of cigar smoke, unfortunately. But the reason we do this is because then it also, sort of looking down the road, creates a memory for that casino. So for example, one of the strongest ones here is at the Crystal Shopping Mall, which is a beautifully scented place, which you always know when you're in there because of the scent. And with this, that is one of the senses in your body that actually correlates to that particular memory. It's one of one of the it's actually one of the senses that's closestly combined with uh, memories is scent. So usually the way something tastes, something the way that something smells, obviously, those actually activate your memories of those places. And that's one of the reasons we like to use these scents in our casinos. So um, you smell them more in other casinos than others. So typically newer casinos are uh, able to use this particular sort of weapon in their arsenal to make you remember certain parts of their casinos. So that's one thing that we do do. We do pump scents into casinos. And yes, the newer casinos certainly smell a little bit more aromatic than some. Uh, so for example, a lot of hotels built before the 1990s uh, do not have this particular the, this particular feature just because a couple of different reasons are, are not in their favor. So um, I'll just kind of jump into our old casinos versus new casinos argument here. Typically, older casinos, again, built in the mid-90s uh, and later, uh, sorry, mid-90s and earlier, typically are built with lots of carpet, lots and lots of carpet everywhere, carpet, carpet, carpet. Uh, most casinos, in general, do have a lot of carpet in the table games area and also the slot machines, just because... Obviously, it's much easier to clean if somebody, you know, spills something on it. Sometimes if people, you know, um, don't make it to the, you know, don't, uh, they drank a little too much and maybe left a code green on the floor. Um, it's much easier for us to rip it out and then put it back on. 
on. So same thing as with tile, but obviously it doesn't go with the floor. Um, I'll also explain why we use carpet in a very unique design as well. So most places have a lot of carpet built before, you know, the night, like 1995, uh, which is not good, especially if you're an older casino and you've had people smoking in it for a very long time. Uh, a lot of times that smoke will seep into the carpet, which tends to, you know, leave an odor for a long period of time. So if you're walking in places like the Flamingo, the Tropicana, Harrah's, these hotels have been around for, you know, almost 30 to 40 years and still have a little bit of that scent. So we can change out the carpet, which they do, you know, sort of frequently. But at some point, it just sort of seeps into the building, and that becomes the scent, unfortunately, of the building. So newer hotels that are built um, very much in like the 2000s, so the late 2000s, think Cosmopolitan, Aria, uh, very close to that time period is also the Wynn and the Encore. Those hotels are built with a lot more tile that cover up their casinos than the older casinos. Reason being, one, um, it helps not seep in a lot of that particular smell. And it actually is, you know, very aesthetically pleasing. And also we found out cleaner. It is a little bit more expensive because typically they're putting like marble for a lot of these places. They also put sort of like a glisten uh, concrete with a glaze over it, obviously. Um, if you're a flooring expert, feel free to comment on what they actually put there. I'm giving you sort of a general example. But a lot of the reasonings that they also have carpet, this is actually one of the bigger reasons. I just kind of remembered right now because I was talking to a security person that back in the day, the reason they used carpet was because they would have to wheel around these big, giant sort of uh, containers that you would put all of the coins in into uh, to take to the count room. And you didn't want to have like marble and all these other things on it. Um, especially marble, because marble is actually quite fragile and can crack if it's a lot of lot of pressure put on it. So they would actually use carpet because carpet, you can hide the concrete that's underneath. So you would just wheel all these big giant trays around and you would put the coins in there. Uh, nowadays, we don't have as many coins. A lot of the time it's dollars or, uh, you know, receipts and those are not as heavy. So it's not as big a issue to be able to wheel around these things as well. So that's one of the things that uh, you don't hear is uh, it's actually for sort of that ability to take those big giant tins around. Moving on. So um, kind of continuing on this road of older and newer casinos. You can always tell an older casino, especially that one that was built in the late 60s or early 70s, if it has these dangly crystals from the ceiling. Think uh, Caesars Palace and also if you've ever been to the Westgate. Uh, also think like Flamingo and even Harrah's. They typically have these very dangly crystals off the ceiling. And that means that it was built in the 1960s or 70s, typically later in those periods. Why? Because it looks even fancier. You'll also notice that a lot of the hotels that are built before the 1990s typically have very low ceilings. So this is actually a little bit of secret, sort of a mental game that we play on you. We always made the casinos look lower because it always meant the play meant uh, we wanted to treat the player or make the look make the player feel like they actually have a chance to beat this big giant casino. So the reason we always made it low was that it always made the casino seem very, very small. So nowadays we no longer do that because we found out that it doesn't help with our ventilation because having larger casinos, larger ceilings helps with ventilation for smoking and that sort of thing and smells. So you're gonna notice a lot of false ceilings. So if you ever go to the Aria, which is a very good example of a modern casino, 
um, it has a false ceiling above the blackjack tables where it sort of feels like a cozy place, but it's not this big giant warehouse. Cause if we didn't have those false ceilings, it would just be a big giant room and it would feel again, very much like a warehouse, of course. So that's another thing you have to check the ceilings. Obviously the higher the ceiling, the newer the casino. So that's very, very important to keep track of. So also moving on to another part, which is the casino design. There's many things that are in the casino design that I really want to highlight. And I'm actually going to be jumping into next. So make sure you guys stay on and I will get into those next. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential. Just letting you know about a new podcast that we have out. It's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. Hopefully you're able to listen to it. Um, it'll be periodically put out throughout the week. And usually if I go out in the evening, you'll probably be hearing a podcast about how that night went. So make sure to check out our new podcast, Last Night in Vegas, presented by Neon Smoke Productions. All right, everybody, so we are back. So we're going to be explaining the casino design of the modern casino and why you don't find some of these things inside of our hotels. So um, one of the major things is, is you will never find a mirror. So what is a mirror? The mirror that you see in the bathroom, obviously that's the mirror that we're sort of talking about. Um, those don't count, by the way. The ones that are in bathrooms do not count. So if you're wondering why you'll never actually see a mirror, a mirror to, you know, see yourself in, obviously, is because it's also psychological. A lot of these things have to do with psychology. So the reason we don't see mirrors in casinos is because a lot of times we don't want you to see a mirror because what do you see in the mirror? You see yourself. And the idea is, is that in a casino that you have this idea of what you might look like or what you might think the evening should be going as. And once you see yourself in the mirror, whether you're gambling, which nobody likes to see themselves gambling for one, and you don't look in your reflection, you see Daniel Ocean from Ocean's Eleven, you're going to be very disappointed with yourself. And it takes all the fun out of that particular part of the game. Same thing with ladies. You're going to look at yourself and say, oh, I don't look like Margot Robbie. I'm not having a good time anymore. So uh, we no longer we don't have mirrors in casinos um, for one of those reasons. Um, also, uh, another major one is, is the carpet. If you notice the carpet in casinos, we still have carpet, obviously, but one of the reasons that it has the crazy patterns and they're also very bright is two reasons. One, uh, most importantly, it's actually supposed to be crazy and wild because if you're looking at it, you're staring down at it. It actually is very confusing if you look at it and it actually is supposed to wake up your brain. It's supposed to wake up your mind and doesn't let your eyes relax meaning that you will not close your eyes and you will not fall asleep inside of a casino. So you never feel really sleepy. You'll, be, you'll feel tired sometimes, but you'll never feel sleepy and fall asleep. So that is why we have all the funky sort of carpeting. You'll also notice that if you look at a casino, uh, you'll never see a straight line. They're typically, when they design these hotels, even if it's straight, um, we do not like to give you a straight way in and out of something. We like to give you curves. So even if it's curves ever so slightly, it's sort of like an amusement park ride where you're kind of like on the ride coming around the corner. And everything looks co closer when it has a curve to it. It doesn't look so far away in that particular aspect. Also, you find a lot of times these 
curves or these walkways um, run into dead ends where you have to go around something like a slot machine or a table game or something. So we do this to, again, break up the room to, one, make it feel bigger and also make it much harder to get out of, of course, the labyrinth effect of a casino. Um, also, speaking of getting out of casinos, we will run into the exit part. You will never look at a sign and ever see the word exit. You'll never see exit to the strip. You'll never see exit to main lobby. You may see things like main lobby for one, but you'll never actually see something that says the exit or you know anything like that or the valet. Reason being is we do not want you to leave. We don't want you to leave the casino. And why will we give you basically a sign on how to get out of our hotel. So that is one thing that you will never find, and I know it's very, very annoying, is that you cannot find an exit sign. So the biggest key is, is that when you're looking at a map, for example, for example, MGM Grand was notoriously hard to give directions to get out of the casino. You have to find a major landmark next to the exit, because on the maps, it'll show you where the exit is. Um, but you have to find a major point. So for example, ours was Hakkasan, because Hakkasan is where the doors are to go out to Las Vegas Boulevard, the main doors for Las Vegas Boulevard. So you'll always have to remember that. MGM Grand, you're looking for Hakkasan to get to the Strip. You have to find the major landmark, and that is your way out, for example. Um, I'll use another hotel like the Cosmopolitan. Typically, if you're bad with directions, Cosmo is a really good place for you because it's really only a straight shot. It's really only on a line. So... You want to be looking for the barbershop. You want to be looking for Starbucks, the sports book. All those exits are all those places are near exits. So that's always a good sort of landmark to mark if you're trying to get out of that particular casino. So going back to the mirrors and all this other stuff of keeping you in, you will also never find in most casinos anymore windows to look out. We typically don't want you looking out of the casino for, again, the very simple reason that we don't want you to leave. So that's one of the things you'll never find in our hotels is windows to look out. One of the flaws, for example, of the Cosmopolitan is that on the outside, looking out towards Las Vegas Boulevard, it does have windows. And that was because the Cosmopolitan was supposed to be built as a condominium complex, and it didn't matter. But it was changed very, very late in their particular design, where it did have these windows. So you are it's one of the only hotels where you can play slot machines and look outside. Uh, so that is one of the faults. But most places in Las Vegas do not have windows to look out for that specific reason. Uh, even nowadays, sort of newer designs are being built with people watching opportunities where you can actually build, build out your casino. So on the outside... Uh, you actually have like a bar or a restaurant that looks out to the strip because that's becoming the more in vogue thing to do. Um, a lot of hotels are not enabled with this uh, choice to do this. Think MGM Grand, Excalibur, the list goes on and on. But a lot of newer hotels found ways to do this. So, for example, the Paris Hotel utilized the top of the uh, just underneath of their uh, Eiffel Tower they have the Budweiser Beer Park, which is actually one of the marquee spaces that you can look out on the Las Vegas Strip. So it's very hard to utilize these spaces. Uh, Bellagio is another very interesting example because when it was built, it had you know the advantage of having such a beautiful lake in front. So a lot of their restaurants have this wonderful view of the Strip looking out, but not from a casino chair. So no chair, 
no slot machine. Everything is valuable real estate along the Bellagio Fountains that has windows that look out. So you'll never find windows. Also, a couple other little things that I wanted to highlight is the color red. You will always see the color red in casinos. It's actually one of the most popular colors to use in casinos. This was sort of developed or at least made famous by Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn, uh, when he opened his hotels, always liked to use the color red. And when they asked uh, Steve Wynn, which a lot of people don't, enjoy talking about Steve Wynn anymore, but he was very important for the design of these modern hotels. He opened the Mirage in 1989 and was a game changer of modern casino architecture. He said the reason that he always used the color red in his casinos was because one, red excites the senses. It makes people excited to do something, to either want to drink, to gamble, to dance, to love, to have sex. Red was the color. So he wanted to use the color red as much as he could. That's why if you go to at least the older versions of the Bellagio before they changed the carpet, that many, many of the colors, the general color was red in their casino. Same thing with the win. A lot of people said, yeah, the win looks just like the Bellagio, but with Steve Wynn's name on it. So if you go to the Bellagio, or sorry, the win now, much of the primary colors there will be the color red. Also, last little bit is the no clocks. Nobody has clocks in Las Vegas. It's sort of a standard practice nowadays. That's why every one of the dealers, they have to know when they go to break, they will always be wearing a very, very nice watch to tell them when they need to leave. Apple Watches have obviously made a lot of money from the hotel industry because if you've ever worked in the hotel industry, the one big thing is no phones. And uh, you actually get written up for having your phone out a lot of the time. So many of these workers tend to have Apple Watches because you can text and do whatever you want on your Apple Watch. So they've been making a lot of money off of these guys. So... Uh, again, that was sort of my, you know, little dive into the secrets of casinos revealed. One of my favorite ones that I always like to sort of explain is the tellers at the uh, cashier's cage that they always have eight. They always have eight tellers available, like eight different slots, and they always have a maximum of two people working at those slots or spots. Reason being is we want you to wait in line for as long as possible. So when you're waiting there. You're like, I don't want to wait here. So then you go gamble your money instead because who wants to wait in that long, long line? So uh, that's one of the little tricks that they play as well. We also position the casino cage in the center of the casino. So when you have to leave, you have to walk through every single slot machine and every single table game when you're walking out of the casino. And also don't mention the bars, which also typically in the center part of the casino, typically across from the cashier's cage, you will find a center bar. That is also very helpful for the architects to sort of create a center point, a center fuge, if you will, and then bridge out of. This helps them figure out or create a, a vantage point or a landmark for you to go from. Because if you say, hey, meet me at the bar in the center of the casino, for example, a very famous one, the Chandelier Bar, what does this do? It draws you into the very heart in the middle of the casino, which again, is very hard to escape if you're in the middle heart of the casino. Because you say, I don't want to go all the way to the exit. I just want to stay here and drink and gamble. And then from there, we can go do whatever else we want to do. But it draws you into the heart of the casino where you'll find, obviously, the cashier's cage, but again, the center bar. So 
That was Concierge Confidential for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed our little secrets of the casinos and why they're built the way they are. Um, hopefully I'll be going to Stanton Social, which is a new uh, hotel, or sorry, a new restaurant that opened at Caesars Palace. Uh, if I do go, I'll definitely give you a report in Last Night in Vegas that you can find on this feed and as well as its own feed uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, stick around and you know follow on Instagram, which is Concierge Confidential underscore LV for our latest stories and reels. Also check Twitter for our latest, you know, latest releases of our podcast. And then you can also find us on TikTok where you can also see our videos, which is at Keys to to Vegas on Twitter and uh, TikTok as well. So again, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brian Ortega. And remember, keep it confidential. (laughs) 